since it is the year 2020 and we are in the age of COVID, I know many of us are still staying at home and trying to social distance as much as possible. That means working from home with kids. You may have made the decision to not send your kids back to school, or it may just be that you are in the situation and not being able to send your kids back to school because schools in your area might have closed. And working from home while trying to maintain your household and interact with your kids, it's a lot. It could be very stressful. And in episode four, I talked about how to use journaling as a tool to cope with negative emotions when you arrive at the end of your day and you realize I just did not get everything done that I wanted to get done. I don't feel great about what I accomplished today. How can I move my brain to a more compassionate and positive place? And I offered journaling as a potential tool for dealing with those feelings and those negative emotions that may come up for you when you aren't as productive during the day as you want to be. So this episode, episode nine of Her Guided Evolution, I am going to kind of continue that conversation in some ways and continue to think about how could we be more compassionate with ourselves on those days when we struggle to get anything done. I'm sharing tips to help you feel more inspired and motivated so you can get work done while working from home with less effort. All of these tips are relatively low cost and not super time consuming because if it's one thing I know, if you're a mom and you're working from home, you probably don't have a lot of downtime. You're probably relying on those little blocks of time that you can steal away here and there between virtual meetings. So all of these tips I'm going to offer in this episode are either multitasking friendly and or they won't take a ton of time to implement. So let's get into the episode. You are listening to Her Guided Evolution, a weekly podcast created to help Black mothers be consistent with their self-care and take daily action toward well-being. I'm your host, Shanice Jones-Cameron, a mom of three, wife, and PhD student. I created the show to connect you with tools and resources to help you commit to a healthier lifestyle, manage stress, and prioritize your personal growth. Now, let's start the show. Hey, and welcome back to episode nine of Her Guided Evolution. And for today's show notes, you can head over to herguidedevolution.com forward slash the number nine. So my family is still social distancing and only leaving the house for essentials. And I'm so fortunate and so grateful that we are able to do that because with this pandemic, it's just such a scary time. We have been social distancing since our university switched to remote instruction in March And it feels like every day just kind of turns into the next day. We do the same activities with the kids. I don't want to get dressed. And that's one thing about me. Like I am someone who loves to overdress and to put on makeup and to be super extra when I go out. So this whole being in the house for months and not really doing much, but going for rides or going for walks it really does kind of have me in this funk where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get dressed and it's just fine. So now the semester is in, I've started to get dressed more and I'm able to get into more of a routine than I have been like over the summer. So that's been working for me. I'm at a point where I'm just working with my brain and I want to offer you some tips on how 
when you're kind of in this funk and when you just don't feel like doing anything and you don't feel motivated, you just want to do the bare minimum as far as like taking care of your kids and keeping the house together for the most part. And you don't necessarily want to do any work or answer that email or do any of those tasks that you know are going to require more effort and more energy than you feel like you can muster at that moment. I want to say that's okay. There are tips and strategies that I rely on to help me deal with those feelings and that lack of motivation and that lack of inspiration. And so I want to offer that to you today. So one thing that I do when I'm feeling very uninspired and unmotivated is I will make a new playlist. I'm not a super fan of music, but I will kind of download a new song if I hear one that I really like or kind of cycle through some of the stuff in the playlist that I like made back in high school that are just kind of recycled from my iTunes libraries. But I'm not super into music, but I find music to be particularly helpful when I'm feeling uninspired and unmotivated just because it gives me kind of a new vibe and helps me get back to a headspace where I can remember like, oh, I remember in 2013, like living in Massachusetts and listening to Tamar Braxton's album. Like, so things like that, like music, it helps kind of transport me to like a different time and a different place where I might've felt a bit calmer where things felt a little more more manageable. So one of the last playlists that I made was a R&B kind of like neo soul kind of vibe. So think Erica Badu, India Irie, Jill Scott, Music Soul Child. And I even threw some like kind of black classics in there like Luther Vandross and Cameo, like Candy and stuff like that. And I think I was gravitating towards these types of songs because it reminds me of my childhood. And it's been a while since I've seen my parents. So I've kind of been listening to songs that remind me of just being a kid when things seem so much more normal and it wasn't 2020. And so feeling nostalgic about a time where the world just felt a little more calmer for me moves me to a place of less anxiety. And I think moving my brain to a space of less anxiety then opens the door for me to kind of cultivate other feelings and other good feelings because I'm listening to that music. So it kind of takes me out of that funk of, oh, I just feel uninspired. I don't want to do anything. And it at least moves me to a more like neutral place or a place where I feel a bit more at peace because it's bringing back some of those old memories. So listening to a new playlist while you work can give you something to look forward to like during your work session. And that's one of the good things about music. It pairs really well with working a lot of times. Like for me, when I'm writing, I used to only be able to write to like instrumentals and chill hop and stuff like that. And I still listen to like kind of the chill hop playlist on Apple Music. That's where I stream music from. And YouTube also has some really good chill hop stations. I listen to instrumentals. And because I'm really goofy, I listen to like holiday instrumentals when it gets around like Halloween time or Christmas time. But music is just such a good way to get you back into kind of a routine and back into a flow of working I found. So the next thing you can do is seek out inspirational content. So that could be audiobooks, podcasts, physical books, YouTube videos, social media posts, etc. For me, I rely on inspirational content when I'm going through a rough time or I need some motivation. Like that's one of the first things that I've kind of started training my brain to do. Like, okay, I feel like I am in a space where I just truly don't feel like doing anything. Okay, like what's going on with me emotionally slash 
what can I access right now that might help move my brain to a space that is a bit more meaningful and is going to serve me more. So I'll admit, I read a lot for school, so I don't really like to do a lot of outside reading of books that aren't related to school. There's just so many other ways that I kind of prefer to consume content during this season of my life if I'm not consuming it for like my research or for school. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks, podcasts, I watch YouTube videos. And just honestly, I need content that I can consume when I'm watching my kids or folding laundry. So I'll listen to, for example, one of my favorite audiobooks. I actually have this, like a Kindle version of this book, as well as in the audiobook. It's Meditations for the Mat by Roth Gates. And Meditations from the Mat is one of my favorite kind of like inspirational books because I was looking for a book that talked about the spiritual side of yoga. And it was kind of a difficult book to find because a lot of the books about yoga tend to be more like exercise focused or focus on like the physical yoga poses or asanas is the Sanskrit word for them. And so Meditations from the Mat is one of those books that focuses on the spiritual side of yoga. It kind of reads like a journal or a diary where the author takes each day and kind of reflects on each day and talks about how yoga as a spiritual practice kind of guides his life. And it's a book that really prompts me to be very introspective and thinking about like non-attachment, renunciation, and just all of these ideas that help me feel grounded and to help me recognize that it's okay to just surrender. It's okay to have faith. It's okay to be uncertain, but keep following this path and keep like doing the day-to-day moments of mindfulness. I find those ideas to be especially helpful. Another book that I rely on time and time again and refer back to when I'm feeling unmotivated and uninspired and just kind of in a rut is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And the general idea behind this book is that we all have an inner roommate. And our inner roommate is that voice inside of our head that is automatic, the voice that would be narrating our lives for us throughout our day. And the idea with The Untethered Soul is that you are trying to kind of detach yourself from that inner roommate slash like that inner critic that is often very anxious, wrong about so many things. I'm telling you that you're not good enough. So that book, I find it to be inspiring and useful for me because it's a reminder that I am not my thoughts. I am not my inner roommate. Like there's me who's observing my thoughts. And then there's my thoughts that are kind of running rampant. It's my thoughts is telling me that I don't feel like doing work, that this is stupid. And I hate that I have very little time that I can take a break where I don't feel guilty because there's always like a million things on my to-do list. It's my brain telling me to scroll through Instagram for these 30 minutes instead of doing something more meaningful. So The Untethered Soul is one of those audiobooks that I often refer to that I find particularly useful when I am feeling a lack of motivation and when I feel overwhelmed. 
So another resource that I love is the Life Coach School podcast. That's another inspirational resource that I recommend. And there are certain episodes like the one on thought loops or the one on massive action that I listen to over and over again. Like depending on what's going on in my life, I will find an episode of that podcast and turn that on. And these episodes help me work through like paralyzing anxiety sometimes and lack of motivation when I feel like that sense of overwhelm and just like burnout and uninspired. That's a resource that I go to oftentimes. So one thing you can do is when you start feeling uninspired or unmotivated is to get into the habit of turning on a podcast or an audiobook or finding YouTubers that you really like their teaching style or some of their content and refer to those resources when you feel like you just don't want to do anything and when you're just completely and utterly overwhelmed with like the dishes and housework and taking care of the kids and emails and having tasks for work. This is a great time to start building up your resources and just a list of things that you can refer back to when you start feeling like, okay, I feel unmotivated or I feel like my brain is about to be in a place where the only thing I want to do is watch another season of Insecure because I don't feel like doing any work. So that is one way that you can intervene on that internal dialogue and start thinking, okay, what can I do to move my brain to another place? Because obviously right now this isn't working. So another thing you can do when you were just trying to build up resources to help pull your brain out of this uninspired or unmotivated place is you can curate your social media feeds that you're mostly seeing inspirational and positive content. So I talked about this in episode eight. So go back to that episode if you need some more strategies for how to consume media more mindfully and trying to curate your social media for like positivity. But the guiding idea behind this was the fact that you are probably spending hours a day on your phone scrolling through social media. And if this is like your digital home or like the digital place where you were referring back to every single day, multiple times a day, then you are missing out on a really big opportunity for inspiration and motivation if you only follow like family and friends who post memes or celebrities or celebrity gossip blogs. So if you're feeling unmotivated, follow positive Instagram accounts, follow fitness Instagram hashtags, follow like pages that offer like anxiety support. Really seek out and make it very easy for you to access that inspirational content if you're finding yourself struggling with motivation while you're working from home. So another thing that I recommend if you are feeling unmotivated and uninspired is to do some guided journaling. So I want to point out that that feeling of being unmotivated and uninspired is coming from your mind, sis. Like, it's coming from your mind. And I also want to point out that just because something is coming from your thoughts and it's coming from your mind, that doesn't mean that it's not valid and it doesn't mean that it's not okay or it doesn't mean that it's not understandable considering like the current context in which we're living in as well as everything that you probably have to do like I think it's normal to feel overwhelmed uninspired unmotivated and at the same time feel this pressing need to move your mind out of that place but I think it's important to recognize that it's your thoughts that are causing these negative feelings because because once you recognize that your thoughts are causing you to feel unmotivated In my experience, that's when you have the power to act in spite of your thoughts. But that awareness is kind of like a prerequisite for being able to do something different when you notice that you're feeling uninspired and unmotivated. And that's why I think journaling can be helpful in this situation. So guided journaling in particular can be good because you 
start journaling from a place where you are identifying the last time that you felt inspired or excited about something. So that's one of the things I recommend. If you're feeling uninspired and unmotivated, think about a time where you did feel motivated and inspired and try and kind of recreate those feelings in your mind. For me, I look back at a time where when I was first putting together everything for Her Guided Evolution a few months ago, I was just real motivated. I was like, oh, I'm about to like create all of this content and people can consume it. I'm designing again. I'm choosing color palettes and coming up with topic ideas. So I'm like journaling to move myself back to that mindset that I was in when I was really excited about this space and creating all this content for that space because I am putting in the effort to generate those positive feelings. So I want you to write down what you were doing, what you were feeling when you when you were in a place where it wasn't as difficult to motivate yourself to take action in whatever area of your life, probably in terms of your career or work or school. So some other journal prompts that you may try out in your physical journal or a digital journal. I journal digitally now. I use the GoodNotes app on my iPad. But so what you can do is kind of take these journal prompts and respond to these journal prompts in your journal. So one is when was the last time you felt motivated? Two, what was going on? What were you thinking? And how were you feeling? And last, what are some things you can do to get back to that place? Like, what are some things that you can actively do? So I want you to brainstorm. If you felt motivated when you tried out this new hairstyle on YouTube and it worked out, like, write that down. If you felt motivated when you saw this Instagram post that kind of reminded you about starting a business, write that down. The point of this journaling exercise is to actively try to move your brain to another place where you're not just repeating the same loop of I don't feel like doing anything I'm stuck I'm unmotivated I'm going to do all of these things that don't necessarily serve the bigger purpose that I see for myself in this moment but I'm going to journal as an act of self-love and try to move my brain to another place that serves me better because I am in control of my mind and my life so guided journaling is one way to approach finding inspiration and motivation when you're working from home. And so the last thing that I recommend you do is start a new hobby or restart an old hobby. So a lot of times when I feel unmotivated to do work or anything else, I don't feel excited about anything. (laughs) So it's not just being unmotivated and being uninspired. It's also, I'm not looking forward to anything. I just look forward to another day of just sitting in the house and not really doing much and going from virtual meeting to virtual meeting to taking care of the kids to the kids like screaming and having tantrums during the day and me just kind of bouncing back and forth between mommyhood and working. And when I don't see a break in that cycle at all, that's when I notice that I tend to feel the most uninspired and the most unmotivated. And that's why I say that having a hobby can be really invigorating because it can reignite some of those positive feelings. And I had a therapist tell me one time, and this stuck with me so much because she said, you're waiting for the time where you're going to feel like, I don't know, like designing or answering that email or exercising. Like you're waiting for that moment where you're going to feel like doing those things. And she said that moment's never going to arrive. 
And because that moment's never going to arrive, you have to make an active decision. And I'm paraphrasing. You're going to have to make an active decision to make the action come before the feelings that you are seeking. And that stuck with me because I know returning to my hobbies often motivates me, but I may have a hard time getting started. So I mentioned before that I love web design and creating content, but I don't always feel like doing those things. Sometimes, like I said, I just want to blow off all of my responsibilities when I have a free 30 minutes or a free hour, free couple of hours to work. I just oftentimes don't feel like doing anything, but getting into a hobby is one of the best ways that I've found to get motivated and inspired in other areas of your life. And I think it's important to cultivate that joy every day. It's important to think about what are some things that bring me joy that can help me to kind of get some good endorphins running to break me out of my day-to-day cycle of just doing the same old routine every day. What's something that I can do for myself every day that brings me a little bit of joy? What's a hobby I can get into? So let's say you want to start an online business or start digital planning or digital journaling, learning a new vegan recipe. You want to start learning how to braid your hair or get better at braiding your kids' hair. You have all of this information at your fingertips that you can access at any time. You can look on YouTube or take an online course. You can buy some adult coloring books. I was doing coloring on my iPad for a while. It was really like kind of a great stress reliever, a little bit soothing. Um, Maybe you play flute in high school. Maybe that's something you could pick up again. Or you might try yoga or Pilates. Your hobbies should bring you joy. And gravitating toward new hobbies or old hobbies that brought you joy at one point, that can be so incredibly like balancing and grounding and stabilizing when you're just finding something that you are doing for you, like the excitement of learning something new or new possibilities. Those are like things that you can bring and incorporate into your everyday life to help you feel more inspired and more motivated. I highly recommend that you find a hobby, revisit an old hobby, and then use the time that you have to work. So break up your schedule. And I mentioned this before, break up your schedule into like 30 minute increments, spend 20 minutes working on the work that you have to do, and then 10 minutes on that hobby. And that's one small way that you can take action today is identifying the time that you do have to work and make sure that when you sit down at your desk that you also have a game plan for, okay, these are 20 minutes I'm going to work and these are the 10 minutes that I'm going to set aside to feed my spirit and to help stabilize my mood and to help me feel like I have things to look forward to and that there are other things that I can do that I that are within my power to move my brain to a more positive space. So that's the last thing that I recommend when you are trying to find motivation and inspiration while working from home. So for this week's introspection segment, I want to encourage you to be intentional about managing stress. So as I've already mentioned in this episode, and as I'm sure you're well aware of, <laughs> these are very stressful times. And... <sighs> It is so, girl, it is so easy to get into a pattern of numbing your feelings and trying not to deal with all the anxiety and all the uncertainties that are going on. But I think now more than ever, it's time for us to 
try to move out of passively processing our feelings and it gives us an opportunity toward dealing with stress in ways that are more intentional. And I just want to stress like the importance of your well-being and encourage you to find those daily practices that help you actively deal with everything that's going on. So support yourself, give your body what it needs to thrive during this time where everything is so just incredibly scary. So one of the things that I have been doing is I've been doing a deep breathing exercise throughout the day. So whenever anxiety comes up for me, whenever a negative emotion comes up for me, whenever I just feel like unsupported and just kind of nervous. So whenever I feel that way, I've been doing deep breathing exercises. And my therapist taught me the four, seven, eight breathing technique and Dr. Andrew Whale. I'm probably mispronouncing that probably mispronouncing that but that's okay main takeaway here is the four seven eight breathing technique is can be incredibly like soothing at least it is for me so what you do is you breathe in for four seconds so one two three four breathe in then you hold your breath for seven seconds one two three four five six seven and you exhale for eight seconds one two three four five six seven eight and I just do the four seven eight breathing technique I do it three times in a row and then I'll just do it throughout the day and I find that to be a simple exercise that I do that kind of connects me with my breath makes me feel connected to my body and taking control of your breath and regulating your breath is you taking control of your mind and telling your body that you're okay and you are safe. So I turned the notifications back on my Apple Watch, like with the Breathe app. If you have an Apple Watch, you may know how annoying those Breathe notifications can be. But I went ahead and turned that back on so I could remind myself to do the 478 breathing technique. That is something that has kind of changed the game for me as far as managing stress. But I highly recommend that you look into some of those simple activities like that that can be a great stress reliever. Going for walks can be a great stress reliever. And doing mindfulness techniques while you are walking can be incredibly like soothing as well. So one of the things that I like to do when we take our kids for walks, I like to focus on the types of flowers that we see and like, oh, look, there's pink flowers. And I'll tell them random facts about like the sun and the weather and temperature. So it prompts them to be very mindful, but it also keeps me in the moment and keeps me focused on going for a walk with my kids versus everything else that I could be stressing about related to school slash work. So incorporating mindfulness activities throughout your day and focusing on the present moment, no matter what you're doing. So like if you're washing dishes, for example, you will practice mindfulness by feeling or focusing on how the water feels running through your fingers and the smell of the dish soap and the temperature of the water and practicing mindfulness and grounding exercises are just those small ways to just kind of quiet your mind during those times where your brain is running with all your worries and your fears. So I just encourage you to escape to the present, claim your peace in the present moment. And I want to leave you with an action step for this week. The main action step I want you to consider is jot down two things you can do every day to manage your stress. These are the basics that I encourage you to go back to when you're feeling the weight of everything that's going on in the world and in your own life. So that is all for this week. Take care and be well.
Thanks so much for listening to Her Guided Evolution. Don't forget to grab my free daily self-care plan, a guide that outlines exactly what you can do in the morning, afternoon, and evening to support your well-being. You can grab the guide at herguidedevolution.com forward slash plan. Once you sign up, I'll also send you free weekly emails to help you stay inspired and motivated on your well-being journey. Take care and I'll talk to you next week.